listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. And the commission, you asked for permission to hit him. He don't like me, hit him while wifey was with him. You heard of us, the murderers, most shady, been on the low lately, the feds hate me, the son of Satan. They say my killing's too blatant, you hesitating. I'm in your mama's crib waiting, duct taping. Your fam, destiny, lays in my hand, got lays in my waist. Francis, M to the is H, phenomenal. Gun rests under your vest by the abdominal. Rhyme a few bars so I could get a few, buy a few cars and I could kick a few flows so I I could pip a few hoes excellence is my presence never tense never hesitant leave a nigga bent real quick real sick brawl nights i perform like mike anyone tyson jordan jackson action pack guns ridiculous and i'm quick to bust if my ends you touch kids the girls you touch say what in the world jay clutch i don't think that's right two autos mottos used to call me fat, fat so now they call me castro my rap flows militant y'all ain't killing shit oops chris style keep spilling shit you overdid it homes you in the danger zone you shouldn't be alone hold hands and say it like me the most shady frankie baby fantastic graphic try to make those like jurassic park did quick to spark kids who start shit see me only me the underboss of the holocaust truly yours frank white we got the real live shit from front to back who my people in the world where the fuck you at what my niggas is at what my bitches is at where the fuck my niggas in the world my bitches is at hey welcome to the black guy test podcast your host rod and Karen. yeah that's a real angry song i love that song oh my Me god to the beat goes i mean like even puff daddy sounded even puff daddy sounded good on that song the horns come on put the money on the table and get your math on oh my god that was and then buster only did the chorus like that rest in peace big um all right guys um let's go ahead and talk about what we're talking about today this is the black guy who tells find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the black guy who tells leave us five star reviews the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport what about and bullet ball extreme 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 and today's show is a very special show because it's a walking dead wednesday Mm-hmm. and we also have wine mm-hmm. so who knows where the hell this gonna go Girl, okay come on. uh <laughs> but we're gonna recap the walking dead until uh, we're the last two people on earth watching it yeah we will forever watch uh because they be like no more i heard i already got renewed for season 10 so mm-hmm. guess what <laughs> i'm back we gonna be there i'm thinking i'm back it's story time uh <laughs> we will continue to recap it <laughs> the walking dead stands to the end come on people ain't watching but they sure stealing it um so yeah you can uh find us all the places that i said you can find us if we have other time left over we might do some white people news or some other stuff there's plenty of shit that's been happening i want to talk about but i'll you know we'll figure out how we're going to do it i mean we do work for ourselves so what what y'all gonna do <laughs> not listen Fine. Come on, right fine <laughs> that's that's not the worst thing anyone's ever done Come um on. so yeah the official weapon is an unofficial sport what about will ball extreme this podcast is sponsored by triangle wine co told you we had some wine triangle wine company sells thousands of wines and i mean thousands you'll be on this site forever uh from all over the world for every budget i'm talking listen whether you broke whether you like rich you know what i'm saying whether you like uh in the middle they got something for you 
visit trianglewineco.com you can search by price varietal regional browse for organic or highly rated wines um like i said i saw ciders on there i saw i mean just sometimes i just type in a flavor like orange and just see what they Mm -hmm. got um uh, take advantage of weekly sales and case discounts when you shop online to offset the cost of wine shipping we know shipping heavy glass and delicious liquid can be pricey stop by the stores they got some actual like real life stores if you want to if you live in the raleigh durham area um and you can stop by and be like hey what's up and they do this thing called sip while you shop you can taste that uh free wine at wine tasting events you can even buy it by the glass at the tasting bar try before you buy now you know what you're gonna have when you get home um find your favorite new wine when you shop triangle wine company's amazing selection visit trianglewineco.com and they also have a store opening in holly springs north carolina soon so all right guys we'll get it and we'll get into our deal later in the uh, episode um all right so i guess we can start with uh so, Without walking there recap oh what are we gonna say okay so we're gonna do the wine and cheese at the end oh no 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 I'm, i mean i'm gonna drink before uh oh yeah to- but uh I'll, I'll i think we're gonna do some feedback and then we'll do the we'll read the second copy but uh i do have the wine and cheese here too but uh, I, I got you okay because I, 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 I was like ain't we gonna tell them what we smacking on okay and i haven't forgotten please allow the maestro to conduct the orchestra please <laughs> you know i'm a backseat driver i can tell a bop um the walking dead that's right guys it is now the second half of season nine mm-hmm. who would have ever thought we'd make it this far be honest okay you know that means that this is episode 124 wow right how many shows can say they did that a lot of shows can't even get to 100 right um the name of the show is the uh title of the episode is adaptation directed by greg nicotero uh he stays doing the the starts of uh you know seasons and stuff um and they got oh it went up a little bit 5.16 million that's not that that high but whatever uh that's about where they're they're at now we'll see where they end the season because i feel like it's just trickles trickles off as the season wears down um yeah and uh the thing is like you say people aren't watching live but people are streaming it Mm-hmm. so and stealing it and stealing it so people are actually still watching like mm-hmm. as much as people complain about the show maybe it's just me but i don't hate watch so uh if you still watching it you're watching it because there's something about it that you like even though you're mad you're watching there's something about it because if you really disliked it you would turn it off and go on somewhere else well there has been news out of the walking dead um they are saying deny guerrera will not be back for season 10 that makes sense that's one of the main reasons i stayed watching because i'm like uh michonne though um but uh they're also saying that she's gonna join andrew lincoln who plays rick grimes Mm -hmm. in his spinoff movies that he's doing so she's i guess they're not gonna necessarily kill her Mm -mm. but somehow she'll end up with rick 
so yeah and that makes sense particularly with her and andrew lincoln um they are doing other things so it's like hey i can't be tied to this all as as much as i was before but i i still want to be involved but i can't be as involved as i was before because i got other shit i got to go film black panthers too i might be in the, the next avengers movie you know she writes her own screenplays like she is doing a lot of shit so all right now before we get into this recap um let's talk about what we're drinking on and stuff okay mm-hmm. now we are still finishing off the wine from last week yeah this is the last little bit of it we finally chilled it this time right it's cold but we will later be opening up in the middle of the show Mm-hmm. this jam jaw sweet shiraz 2017 mm-hmm. and it's been chilling as well yes it has good and cold um and to top that off we got as soldier boy would say them crackers mm-hmm. uh crisp 34 crisp i guess is the name of it 34 degrees crisp i don't know what this is 34 yeah. it's so fancy we don't know how to say no. the name Mm-mm. 34 degrees crisp <laughs> I, I don't see any spelling out on the boxes our natural crisp they're basically crackers allow the nuances of whatever you pair them with mm-hmm <coughs> See, that's what's made for us the nuances that's what we get into on this show mm-hmm. so they knew what kind of crackers we needed come on it allows you to uh allows the nuances of whatever you pair them with to come forward thin and delightful on their own but at their best with mild to sharp cheese cured meats creamy dips and spicy spreads scrumptious i love when they tell you it's gonna be scrumptious you know what i'm saying that's confident right there right that's like being like where do you see this dick um yeah and then also we got some Volpe Primo American Crafted Rose Rose Wine Salami. And I know it's fancy because they spell salami S L A M E. Oh so, so lame. <laughs> they was like, you know how to say it. They didn't even put an accent on this y'all thing. Uh so yeah, we got that and then the crisp. And then we have some french brie soft ripened cheese product of france it's imported of course uh and this is a uh, Publix deli uh is the is the makers of this so you know mm-hmm. it's gonna be off the hook the same people that brought you fried chicken okay come on fried chicken's delicious so what i'm gonna do is put a little bit of this cheese on here squish that down with uh some salam okay and, and then that's how i'm gonna eat it oh that's delicious mm. mm-hmm falling off the good. bone falling off the bone mm. them crackers is light mm-hmm they're not hard crackers they really light but they're really crisp yeah you know what they call it and it goes well with the wine and cheese i mean i picked these out today so i feel like i did a good job you sure did you did an excellent job mm-hmm. yeah and it is all the textures but it's delicious mm-hmm you have the crispness of the crisp obviously then you have the softness of the french brie cheese yeah i've never had this cheese me neither it was like my first brie i, I always walk right by too. yeah i've had feta and gouda mm-hmm goat cheese yeah i've had goat but this is the first for me as well and the salam 
mm, it tastes just like the old country of america where it's cracked it um the only thing that would really set this off though karen what and i'll get it next time some like great poupon mustard or something mm. on the salon now see that take this to a whole another level we get fancy on y'all next time mm-hmm. well you live and you learn all right let's get into this um, episode <laughs> of the walking dead recap um uh so we have two locations this week it's hilltop and alexandria alexandria is shorter it's mostly me and walking around and then hilltop is where all the action is so i think we should start with alexandria yes all right so last time we left off in alexandria somebody left a goddamn gate open sure did it was gabe y'all because he was upset gabe yeah gabe found out that rosita might have been been fucking other people according to um uh, who is the wendy williams of um come on he be knowing he's like i just he's be sitting, like the internet i be sitting here looking out this window and your girl you share that girl okay she is getting dicked down on the reg and it's not by you Mm-mm. and gabe couldn't take it he was so off his game he forgot to lock the damn day, gate to the to the fr- jail cell and Negan just walked out yeah he did you know like i i know they're gonna be asking when they when they get back in, uh next week like how the hell you get loose Who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be asking the next week dog um so they left the gate open he walks out and he's just walking around and shit um having having a good a gay old time um right. <laughs> he decides that in the middle of the night because it's the middle of the night when he's walking out he decides to uh, take a stroll uh through alexandria he gets a tomato ripe off the vine mm-hmm. gets him a shovel and then he looks at a very familiar house and it's michonne's house mm-hmm. and now we know michonne's out of out of the city out of, out of alexandria mm-hmm. he don't know that he don't know right so he leaves and goes into that goes up in their house i'm assuming maybe judith is up in there sleeping or something i don't know maybe rick rick jr and maybe the babysitter's over i don't know well he doesn't wake anybody but he walks up in what appears to be michonne's room and there's a cartoon drawing that's like all my family or something like that or maybe it's judith's room but he took a compass it was her room okay it's judith's room mm-hmm. so he took a compass from judith's room um and with the shovel i don't know do you did you feel like he went in there to kill michonne and them or or what you know what initially yes but then i think and my thing is two things i think initially yes and then he seen the picture and shit he was like you know what nah i'm good or either i'm he might never had any intentions on harming anybody Mm-hmm. you know he might have been like uh going through to be like hey michelle i'm out you know what i mean like you don't never really know what he would have said if he would have seen her mm-hmm. or or how or how it would have been handled of course he would have got violent because she'd be like bitch you out but right. you know that might not have been his intention to have a fight with her maybe he was looking for um supplies and stuff and he just happened to go in that house and didn't know it was michelle's i don't know correct um either way once he uh sees that it is michelle's crib he grabs the compass and is like yeah so let me go ahead and dip 
yeah it has judas initials on the back right okay i didn't even pick that up so he's like let me go ahead and dip and climb this fence and get the fuck up out of here um and i actually have this clip um for the show or the conversation yeah. because okay he had been out so long y'all it started turning to daytime and nobody hey so i'm assuming it's not 24 hour guard check it was like right before dawn and the thing i was thinking is he has been in that cell for like what five years now yeah so nobody so maybe it's not as as crisp maybe they don't feel he's as dangerous as they once did you know correct like anything humans get used to shit shit gets lax you know this is not exactly a rigid society with time clocks and pay paychecks so i can see people you know not checking on him all the time like they're supposed to yeah and also it's one of those things too to where they probably do check on him but it was like they probably wouldn't have came to like the next day like mm-hmm. you know the next when the when the sun was up so right. he basically had the whole night to just kind of walk around so he goes to a to the wall yeah right before dawn right before dawn and is like let me get the hell up out of here but judith actually tracks him down and has a gun pointed at him like that gangster she is because that's rick grimes daughter okay your fave could never right she was ready to put a hole in old girl head and walked in there on her mama her black mama lucky she didn't have a sword right <coughs> let's watch this magnificent acting inside the walker studio wonder what jeffrey dean morgan's character motivation was for the scene who knows so he throws a shovel over the wall and he's getting ready to climb up out of here now i don't think he can really do this in real life they would need a star actor I thought you were of smarter course. than this guess not <laughs> you're not gonna shoot me kid um yeah i will <laughs> i'm not going back judith judith has no conscience but here's my question karen do you think judith has killed a human being before yet or you no because i don't i don't think she has either it's no, like I, I think she's killed walkers and so the thing is she's become very comfortable with shooting so she was like yeah I, I will shoot you like don't think i don't know how to shoot this gun i know how to shoot this gun don't fuck with me yeah also was it me or do you feel like the gun got a little smaller since the first time we saw her with the gun in the in the when she saved all the uh new people it was longer yeah it didn't it's like it's either it's like a different gun or they don't or they said you know what guys this looks cartoonishly ridiculous giving this little girl this long barreled big ass like magnum <laughs> yeah we have to give her a smaller gun <laughs> they made it like the comic book for real yeah it was too much all right back to the scene sorry so you just pull that trigger if that's what you're gonna do little lady she squeezed like she was how going to this? how about i go my way you go yours and we never see each other again how about no huh. and she does the gun like get up that wall nigga and he did You know, when your mom and dad, when they locked me up, they told me I was going to be good for something, that I would help people see that things could change. And they did. Holy shit, did they ever. For everybody but me. I mean, look around. Alexandria is a goddamn wonderland. But my part, 
It's just four walls and a bed pan. Rules are rules. My mom decides, not me. But you can. You know, it's just like when we have our little chats together. Now, see, this is the part I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. After, because I think Negan is a master manipulator. Correct. And by which I mean, when he was in charge of shit, the reason he was so scary is because even when he didn't know what was going on, he always made it seem like he knew. So people would crack. Yeah, like he's always like, "What's going on, Dwight?" everything okay and it's just the way he talking to you you'd be like damn i did it okay i'm trying to kill you i poisoned your soda you know and you'd be like <coughs> I, I wouldn't even ask him for that but good thing you told me right right you know he cracks weaker people eugene people like that mm-hmm. so if you let this man talk to a kid every day for five six years come on there's no way that kid's not gonna become somewhat softened against him keep in mind judah don't remember his crimes judah wasn't alive to be like not to be remembering all the shit that happened with nia she was just a baby mm-hmm. so for, i can see how you know in, in her eyes it's, it's hard to be like this evil monster that needs to be locked up now if this is an adult if this is rosita michonne i don't think he's getting out of this wall oh they shot him dead right you're not letting me go you're just not seeing me leave. No, there's nothing out there for you. For anyone. That's... You know me. You know me better than anyone's known me in a very long time. So, I promise. I promise you that I'm not going to hurt anyone. Even if they try to hurt me... I promise you, I won't hurt them. But I gotta go. Thank you. Did she let him go? Hey, were you in my room? Because she saw the compass. Mm hmm. You want it back? Keep it. It'll help you find your way. But if I see you again, I'll shoot. Yeah, I would. (laughs) She's so adorable, Mm -hmm. but I absolutely believe she would kill this nigga. What? like with no hesitation like that's a damn shame i had to put his ass down because i'm trying to tell you an old girl walked up in there with michonne judah was sitting on the top of them steps like bitch try right so uh but yeah i enjoyed that scene i thought it was adorable um then it kind of speeds up from here uh so you know she's told him there's nothing outside he gotta go see it for himself Mm -hmm. and he's walking around and the years are taking a toll on everything like everything that could be used is pretty much used up correct all the cars are fucked up nothing's running Mm -hmm. they're all rusted out Mm -hmm. um uh because remember we were talking a few episodes ago about they were running out of ethanol and they couldn't even really convert the cars to ethanol but even then they didn't have enough ethanol to fuel everything and hilltop had all the supplies and 
alexandria didn't have enough and the sanctuary had none and the sanctuary couldn't grow anything so like things were very dire outside of this yes um and then when you add in that the communities haven't really been communicating with each other uh we just recently saw that michonne was basically up in hilltop as if literally she had never been there before right maggie's gone you know so there's a lot of stuff where we're like okay you got to really start thinking what exactly is the plan here right for negan because there's no communication right he's been in a cell for however many years but what like he doesn't he he has to see for himself there there really isn't anything out there so no it's not he almost gets bit by a walker he kills a, a zombie while he's drinking some water he drops his water and his food uh another zombie grabs his back and he fucking it's a burned up zombie decapitates it with his shovel which was actually really neat the burned up zombie yes yeah it was it was gross too because like the zombie was burned up in the back of a truck and uh, like a pickup truck and the fucking it had burned in so good that his legs had separate like when it grabbed him with his arm and he walked away it pulled itself away from his own legs it was a very mm-hmm. gross cool looking zombie effect I, I thought they had some really cool zombie effects this week they did um so yeah um he uh so then he doesn't have any water anymore he uh goes out to um um he goes out to uh to a creek and he starts drinking the water from the creek and i was like oh no ain't that how you get dysentery that's how you get sick like we not cavemen we not used to that we don't come from this we Mm. drink filtered water come on we drink water that has been cleaned yeah so he drank that water and this before i could even get the sentence out that nigga was throwing up in the streets because mm-hmm. he ain't supposed to be drinking no damn creek water dude Mm-mm. this ain't the rocky mountain springs oh animals unbathed in that shit no thank you all right zombie juice in there and shit like what was he thinking so that nigga that nigga <laughs> that nigga threw up uh all over the place um well now i fucked his shirt up right now and then of course he takes off his shirt uh a brown shirt that honestly guys he had no negan swag Mm -mm. i have to give a shout out to jeffrey dean morgan for his acting in this episode because you could tell that like that there was no negan in there at the time like this was a completely cucked man okay like he was walking around just completely looking like dollar store negan none none of that bragging boastful Mm -hmm. shit uh you know if a person would have ran up on him i'm not sure he could have dealt with it he it took him two swings to kill one of the zombies right um you know so he ain't got lucille no more right no scarf no jacket he just didn't look right so he ends up going to a store because he didn't have any uh his shirt got fucked up right um and the store went out of business and someone like they killed themselves in there after sitting there with mannequins for a few days mm-hmm. i don't know if they was in there talking to themselves or what but it did not end well for that person no it didn't uh so he goes and um in the store and finds himself a new leather jacket yeah he did and for a second you go oh is negan back on sale yeah the five finger discount come on on everything it was all the way off in that store it was a hundred percent sale (laughs) ain't no t public sale that's a Mm -hmm. that's something else uh so he finds a leather jacket and right as he does gets his swag back and you think maybe he about to be the new negan uh a dog walks in and starts growling at him 
he's like okay i'm i'm cool got one right i I can control this he said hey puppy and then two more dogs run in and there's nothing scarier than stray dogs in the z-pop because you know they're packing and they're mean pack yeah this was not like uh, seeing three random dogs that have been domesticated these dogs was from the hood come on and he knew he had to start running who let the dogs out and he ran down the hallway they should have played that song he oh ran- that'd have been greatness <laughs> he ran down the hallway and um turned the corner and then jumped on top of like a um what do you call it? like a shelf mm-hmm. and he laid there where the dogs couldn't see him and uh the dogs eventually went the wrong way he hops off of the shelf and then runs down a hallway now unfortunately for him the the hallway had pushed doors to one of the doors and it was obvious that he was running the dogs could hear him right so he gets to like a double door but it's locked and he, he's banging against that and of course you know he bangs until he gets out and it's right at the last second when the dog would have caught him and a zombie was outside the door so like when he did that he pushed the zombie inside and slammed it behind him so now the dogs had to deal with the zombie and then he left the zombie ate them the hell up like a roast beef sandwich you can hear the dog like change from which never good for a dog Mm -mm. that's not the sound dogs want to make nope um so after this uh he goes to um the sanctuary um because fuck it you know and i think in his mind maybe he's even thinking i got my jacket back got my swag yeah he don't realize how much has changed yeah he got him a stick of some type not lucille but like a stick and um you know he gets to the sanctuary and it's dilapidated like it still kind of looks the same outside but just dusty yep because uh carol killed the last crew of that she set them bitches on fire right so it looks dusty outside but even that crew weren't even living at the sanctuary they were nomads right like they abandoned the sanctuary whatever happened Mm -hmm, because i said couldn't grow there yeah and so he looks at the soil he breaks a hidden wall that had some food he had stored in there but the food was all like open and rotten and rats was in it he had a motorcycle in there that was hidden away um and then he found big richie the zombie version and (laughs) he uh and he um starts talking to big richie like loyal to the end you know you know huh. he always on some shit some dramatic shit right because like everybody else had gone and like he was a zombie and still didn't walk away yeah and then you see some zombies outside after he like sets up the, the conference room nobody's there he's like well shit and he's like gets up and straightens up like a little sitting area and i think he's thinking to himself like can i give it go can i give it another go right you know can i be needing again for a group of people but you know can this place be a home again for me and um he sees a bunch of zombies outside he goes and kills them and eventually kills big richie last and he realizes he's like i'm sorry but it's just not working out yeah because when he was sitting there he realized that because big rich was like growling at the door because <clears throat> that's where he had him because uh, you know he knew he was in there so he was growling all of a sudden he heard the growling go down so he figured out that something had drawn his attention away mm-hmm. so then that's when he goes outside and he just fucks everything up and then he was like this ain't working out i think that was his way of saying i, I can't do this right so we uh he goes outside with big richie kills all the zombies kills big richie last 
says this ain't working out and then we cut to this scene which is him heading back to uh well heading on a motorcycle somewhere now this one look like her daddy heat again okay the first gun looked a little smaller but maybe it's anyway we see that, that was her personal one this was her daddy's judith grimes in the middle of the motherfucking street with her daddy's heat and her mama's sword on her back staring out negan's way yeah what you just heard was her shooting at this motherfucker and him falling off his motorcycle Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like i told you if i see you again bitch i shoot and she promised okay like i don't think she meant to hit him because she didn't but i think she did say if i see you again i'm shooting at you so there you go promise fulfilled motherfucker <laughs> come on and it's also one of those days where her tracking skills are impeccable yeah that's the other it's like she got the best of everybody's skill set because i guarantee you at some period of time she probably trained or worked was around and picked up shit pardon me as i open up this shiraz okay oh women women i want some hold on wait you you done too i suck this down real quick all right damn player Uh, keep in mind it's jam jar sweet shiraz 2017 okay um bring your glass on around here i'll hook you up just say when all right and there you go what what level did you fill the glass to oh breathe breathe okay mm. what's the other two levels <laughs> wind down w-i-n-e apostrophe d wind down and the last one is court okay i got live happy love fully and drink vino i'm at love fully <laughs> mm. oh this is good oh this is a red wine mm-hmm red red wine as they say in jamaica um nah it's real good oh that's delicious so sweet isn't it mm-hmm if you got the negro palate like me shout out to think pretty smart um you're gonna enjoy this mm-hmm a sweet shiraz all right back to uh judith uh judith motherfucking grimy ass grimes come on gangsta on these niggas she really is the nigga that carl never could be i know rest in peace carl that's y'all's fave all of a sudden but judith grimes is not playing that shit carl would have been out here like holding this man's hand trying to talk to him turn the other cheek letting people shoot at him and shit she was like i ain't got Judith no is like squeeze first ask questions last that's Come how most on. of these so-called gangsters pass all right back to this oh all right slow down kid i know you said you'd shoot but damn A lot of people are out looking for you. So now you know they know he gone. Mm-hmm. I told you there was nothing out there. You sure as shit did. Language. I'm a kid, asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are. Oh. What can I say? I like to swear in front of my friends. People that know some shit. <sighs> He's giving our compass back. Thanks for letting me borrow that. 
We're going back to Alexandria? Yep. Selling all. Why? Because you were right. Now, she even was a little bit surprised that he said he was going back. Right. And hopping in that damn cell. <laughs> She's like, now, well, hold up. What now? So this is going to be easy as I thought it was. Right. I ain't, ain't going to have to kill you out here and then tell everybody to come get your body. I was pretty sure I was going to have to kill you and then be like, zombie Negan out there walking around. <laughs> Y'all go get him. Y'all want to come save him or not? I don't understand. But he's willing to go back. I got a good look outside my 10 by 10 and there is nothing here for me. Mm, he don't went and got sick and shit. Mm-hmm. So you go back. Then what? He looking like y'all living a good life. I can eat pick tomatoes off the vine and shit. I'm not trying to be out here drinking dysentery. Right. You say, you know, them niggas ain't got no bottle of water out here. Come on. <laughs> you, know you, the one ain't, you know the one ain't clean. Julie, you said it wasn't nothing out here for me, but I ain't know you meant that. Okay. I was coming back with a peace offering to this motorcycle for y'all and then hoping y'all let me stay in my cell again. Okay. I would lock myself in. Come on. Ain't no air conditioning sanctuary or nothing. Mm-mm. Rats everywhere. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. It was zombies out there. Can you believe that? Mm-mm. They treat you. Once you treat somebody good, they can't go back to the hood. Mm-mm. He'd be like, ooh, child, the ghetto, <laughs> the ghetto. <laughs> I will let you know when I know. So, yeah, he really did go back to Alexandria mm-hmm. to stay in a cell um, to be the king of Bel Air. Come on, he said, this is better than this bullshit today. Mm-mm. Scrounging and shit. Mm-mm. Yep. Running from dogs. Fuck that. At least in this cell, I was goddamn safe. Mm-hmm. He was like, mm-mm. This and I is... ate and people checked on me and shit. Keeping my head above water. Come on. Um. So, yeah, he's back in the cell. Now let's go to Hilltop. In the aftermath of Jesus getting stabbed up. Come on, stab, stab. <laughs> He out there doing, everybody was kumbu fighting, and they chopped his ass up. Yeah, he got shanked. <laughs> Come on. Um, he got shanked up, so he was dead, uh, bleeding out anyway. Um, and, uh, we see, and they're still in the middle of the graveyard battle, and, of course, we know the new group of people came and saved them, the new mm-hmm. people, and, um, Michonne and them were able to fight out with no one else dying, although they did fuck up some zombies slash people. And this time we got a better look at some of the attack tactics that they use, mm-hmm. where they shuffle like zombies and then they kind of get close to you and at the last minute they pull out a knife or some shit and, fuck you and try to swing at you, try to come at you with this element of surprise. Now I won't front. When they got Jesus, it was a genuine shock. But after you know that it's some of them niggas in the group, um yeah nobody's getting out i'm a knuck if you buck nigga i'm shooting everything everything is dying right but michonne and them was able to handle like zombies and people so easily sometimes like she like she's killed a couple people with the sword that i was like well they people are zombies because she took them out like it was nothing it wouldn't have mattered at that period of time because everything an enemy she was serena williams of this shit um so then yeah they get rescued by the newcomers it's still dark and scary some of the walkers attack them <clears throat> mixed with the whispers 
and hilltop uh back back you know as shown and them on their way to hilltop the people that are already in hilltop like alden the, the professor luke the music teacher mm-hmm. enid they're all sitting around talking tara and they're contemplating going out searching for michonne's group because apparently they've been gone overnight uh, right they're like something wrong they know they went to go get um they went to go get uh uh eugene yeah and they was thinking well the shit tara told us they actually might be in trouble yeah daryl jesus eugene i mean not tara know. but um rosita rosita yeah so daryl jesus eugene all these people are out there and so they're contemplating starting a search party to go get them uh it does ultimately end up with um uh um um luke and alden going to look for you know that crew mm-hmm. um now what's funny about this is you know luke volunteers to go um enid and alden kiss because they're together and then they leave off on their own um and alden says uh that luke can come with them and they were going to break off into pairs and all this stuff and tara has another dude there named marco who we really haven't met yet so i don't know what his deal is yeah because uh his thing was like oh, he wanted to pull his weight because he didn't go with the other crew who had right. went out there because it's four of them and two of them had went out with the behind for back and for michonne yeah yumiko and magna right and the other two had stayed there yeah um actually it's five of them i believe oh five i'm sorry yeah, you got the two AS- asl ah bro- okay we, did, uh, we don't even think we've seen them in this episode yeah i don't think we saw them mm-hmm. either um or we did i don't remember what they were doing me either so um they go out looking for you know the rest of the people and shit um and they split into pairs like i said so michonne's group that rescue eugene they're on their way back and they're carrying eugene uh you know who can't walk because his leg is fucked up so they're like helping him walk and carrying jesus and they're carrying jesus correct because he's not he's dead Mm -hmm. and they just put him on a cross and just carrying him through the carrying him through bethlehem right and it was like there's no way we're gonna be able to come back to this community without their leader we got to bring him back well that's what i found interesting it wasn't like without their leader we can't come back on some like because they're gonna do something to us or we're scared or it'd be wrong what michonne says to daryl here is that she wants to do it so that she understands how the closure for hilltop is so important right having a body to bury somebody to mourn someone to put like you can't put it behind you until you do that and daryl said i'm sorry i couldn't do that for you because daryl spent all these years out here in the wilderness looking for rick Mm -hmm. uh even if you just found like rick as a zombie or rick's body he would have been fine with that because he just wanted to give michonne some closure and she said i'm sorry i couldn't do it for you either you know um and she says thank you for trying to find him and for after now i don't know what she meant by for after yeah it's a big event that happened that everybody's kind of talking around uh they've done it since the first half or the, mm-hmm. hopefully this this season they'll do some flashbacks some to fill us in at what the fuck happened that caused the division because like we said prior to this michonne was 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 writing uh the creeds and 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 writing down laws and and it went from that to nope fuck y'all this is our place we only care about our people y'all care about y'all people and we good now meantime uh aaron is um now aaron is a dude that i really thought was dating jesus or something i think he liked jesus it felt that way but i don't know they never confirmed so aaron is basically saying that jesus 
who's dead now had no business being out there because people was like kind of saying like you know what's on what's up with these people these walkers these people they put on masks like it's sick what are there more of them how many more could it be um you know what should we do it's like we need to keep moving and they were kind of you know saying like you know uh that he was he was kind of souring on this whole thing he had of like our communities can come together we can be one we uh it's okay for us to like bond with each other and shit and he's now basically being like yeah it was kind of jesus's fault that he was out there he had no business being out there and it's not my fault it's not your fault or anything yeah because this thing he was trying to tell jesus to, to actually be a leader and actually be a part of the community you know and actually lead because that's right what he and it to be do. a leader he needed to stay in the walls though correct that was tara's big gripe with him last you know last episode was hey you can't be our leader and have always be the front lines on in danger yeah because it, it doesn't work like that because we need somebody to lead us and uh also uh before they did you talk about what happened on their way back remember they were on their way back they crossed the bridge they crossed some more walkers yeah we're getting to that okay. it hadn't happened yet um so <laughs> no 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 because i thought the way you were talking you that that right there happened once they got back back Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. nope just watched it for the second time and took notes in sequential order i wouldn't make it up oh that's right because they, because they were walking side by side yes 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 yes. so um he was not that it's all good it's all good uh so he was he was talking and that's when some walkers on a bridge walked over towards them and he said i'm 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 all out of order y'all my bad and he's like do you think like eugene goes is it the living kind or original recipe and then <laughs> original recipe. they and then they uh is it crispy or not crispy and they had horses by now so like eugene's on a horse jesus body on a horse so they roll up on these walkers and i love what daryl did here because they was like we don't know if they like regular zombies or not so daryl just starts shooting the motherfuckers in the legs and shit Mm -hmm. and he shot a he shot one of the zombies that looked suspicious in the leg it was a person Mm -hmm. because he feel like if i hit you in the leg you're gonna respond to that that motherfucker died horrible because he was like oh and then all the zombies turned around like oh it's a person that was so funny oh you screamed oh man i know they i know this show doesn't try to go for humor like that but that shit well, made me laugh yes because he went down as i was like oh it's dinner yeah because when he was like are those are those living kind of original recipe daryl's like let's go find out Splat, and that dude was like oh my leg he was like oh, well that one's that's one of the uh, uh that's one of the uh new ones and then they uh then another new one pulls out a knife when it gets close to michonne and michonne handled him like a samurai she cut his fucking hand off that had the knife and stabbed the sword through his fucking stomach in like two moves oh she ain't here for no games oh god i love michonne so she was just like slice slice nigga he died and then the other the last zombie clearly was not a a old school zombie it was one of the new ones and she surrendered yeah like she She got on her knees she was like no please please don't and so they uh ripped off her mask and it was a girl underneath and my first thought was i know she stank you skin yes Ugh, zombie skin on your face you know they you don't hang bathe. out with, right you hang out with zombies all day you know that Gross. they probably have to stink in order to put in it with the zombies because you know the zombies go by like that smell right and so um 
then they take that that's that whisperer hostage they blindfold her take her back to hilltop when they get there of course everybody mourns jesus body and then they're like did this person kill jesus and they're like no she didn't kill her kill him but she part of the group that was and we about to take her down to the jail cell and find out what she knows um and uh now that jesus is dead immediately everyone at hilltop goes okay tara's the leader right there's right. no other option who else is gonna be the leader and she sounds like she had really been running that place because anyway. jesus didn't want to be the leader so she just like most life the man the man got all the credit but the woman did all the work right the vice president was doing all the work right so she was there so tammy who you guys may remember as earl's wife uh the mother of ken ken died when a horse killed him they blamed maggie for this shit right earl was an alcoholic he started drinking again gregory hyped his head up he tried to kill maggie mm-hmm. uh he got beat up by everybody and he he could have got killed but maggie in her magnanimousness let this nigga live and now he's the blacksmith earl where his wife is tammy and so tammy would step to tower like hey so look you the leader now and everybody gonna be looking to you for justice for jesus so we got the shirts printed up justice for jesus come on go to justiceforjesus.com and um what you gonna do to that girl like what you gonna we need some we need some retribution and tara was like um yeah i know and walked off um now what i thought was interesting is tammy is earl's wife mm-hmm. now earl did try to kill maggie and maggie basically forgave him Mm-hmm. Like he stayed in holding for a while and then she let him out eventually what does she think is justice because i feel like she thinks justice is killing that little girl come on uh the whisperer so mm-hmm. but you camped outside the jail and had a fit right talking about y'all didn't give no bond yeah so i'm little like what's the moral code on that i'm not saying i'm against it necessarily but like what mm-hmm. exactly is Damn. the you know and a lot of this is human nature everybody want mercy for them and theirs but they don't they won't extend it out to anybody else that's that's what a lot of that boils down to yeah it's kind of interesting right mm-hmm. so um they go to the holding cells and will i mean henry is still in there because of course henry's still in there right he's sleeping off some drunk he probably got a hangover he sees daryl he's like daryl hey man and daryl's like jesus dead and then they throw the girl in the other cell and michonne says no more bullshit meanwhile luca allen out there in the wilderness not knowing exactly what they're dealing with not Mm -mm. they're looking for michonne and them they find an arrow stuck into a tree and it's one of yumiko's arrows um she's one of the new people that they added to the group and luke recognizes it and he's like and luke and uh alden's like how you know it's not just like a missed straight shot or whatever um luke gets off his horse like i'm gonna go look at it a zombie attacks him him and alden kill the zombies and alden threw a fucking spear through a zombie i don't know we've seen that before like he javelin styled that motherfucker that should have that should have came from the kingdom that shit was sweet okay now i don't know how effective that is in battle but come on because once you lose your weapon that's it he speared the fuck out of that zombie i loved it um 
and then uh uh luke kicks one of the zombies after the zombie gets a hold of him um then that's when they're like oh these luke's like i don't i see another arrow i don't think that this is her missing shots this is a path right and so it's like okay let's follow the path and of course alden's like it's not a path and then luke like it is and you're gonna be singing for yourself or some 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 stupid bet that white people do um and so then <laughs> uh <laughs> they follow the trail then they see a herd of walkers and luke is like do you want to do you want to go through that herd or go around that herd or whatever do you think we have time to make it back if we do that and alden just like let me think about it and they cut to a commercial or whatever um so then michonne and tara interrogate the whisperer and they're like what's your name she's like i don't i don't have a name she was crying Mm y'all like she was crying in a way that was like how i imagine lena dunham cries whenever she gets in trouble for saying something just over the top problematic like she was crying hard as fuck she was crying the way y'all y'all claim gina rodriguez was crying crying mm-hmm. on the radio yeah, she was crying like y'all kids cry when y'all come in there and trying to talk to them about anything that done did wrong yeah she was crying hard okay and so she was basically being like i don't know anything the group don't have names and she wasn't giving any information is what i was noticing mm-hmm. like it was a lot of like there was nobody else in the group just me that was all of us and they're like no the fuck is not we ran into your group already once uh she's like you know i'm just you know looking for my mom and my mom is is alone and all this like but you said that y'all always are surrounded uh that y'all are good people all this crazy shit she's just saying nonsense and we're just doing this to live and that's why we wear the skins of zombies and so they basically go okay you lying bitch and they get i walk out of the fucking jail up top outside and they talk about it michonne is like listen um let me tell you something um i gotta go okay like i know this real traumatic but my people in alexandria don't even know about these niggas right and it's gonna be a problem and you know michelle was asking like do they even know about this location which is a good question i think they do mm-hmm. and the biggest reason why i think they do is because when um, michonne and all of them came the first time all were off in the woods it was a group looking and staring at them and i think that was them that had followed them up there that's a good point karen great callback um but michonne like i gotta go home okay my baby you need to eat and all that stuff yeah she she looked like it's five o'clock you know i right. understand y'all got a point in business meeting but uh my time is done look like y'all gotta work overtime right i am going home uh and then tara says well i guess now that i'm new, the leader of hilltop that group of people you brought here they can stay right because everybody basically had showed their worth meanwhile we cut to <clears throat> the infirmary where eugene is getting his leg fixed by um Sadiq mm-hmm. and this shit turned into a soap opera <laughs> and it's in see not so bad it's you apologies for the attempt bites and scratches yeah he popped his leg in the place pain responses and whatnot it's alright I'm gonna go grab a bandage a few weeks of moderate compression and you'll be good as new you both will I'm gonna go get you some more water. I, I was scared as hell you didn't make it. 
truly. The entirety of every second of every minute I was out there. I'm torn to tethers about Jesus, but if anything had happened to you, I keep thinking that that in a quick twist it could have been me instead of him at the end of that blade. Eugene even shoots his shot like a coward. Like this is like this. Is, I mean, but he just did have his leg popped into place with no anesthesia. Now I know, but like the way he is, t- <laughs> like that, he just sound like he he can't help himself. No, he can't. Like this dude be acting his ass off. He's a great sniveler. Okay, mm-hmm. he's so good at this. My God. We'll wait and wait for the right moment to say what's nearest and dearest, and before we know it, the sand has passed through the hourglass. This nigga is also the Cory Bookerist of people. <laughs> Wrap it up, B. He be taking way too long to say little simple shit. I love you. We wait too, way too long and we do it with our brothers until we find out that the sand has passed through the hourglass. What? These are the days of our lives. Alright. <laughs> Which is all my way of saying that I'm, I'm done waiting. Done playing the losing game. Sorry, sorry. And so Rosita runs off. And this is also a very funny moment because I'm like, this is hockey, like some rom com type shit of, yes. you know, I, I can't, I can't do this. And they like run off and you think for a second, like, wait, is The Walking Dead going full like rom com <laughs> silliness in a moment like this? Would they do that? But it's actually even funnier than that. She runs outside. Sadiq notices. <laughs> And she's throwing up. Okay. I'm fine. All right, well, come inside. I'll run some tests. Really, I'm fine. Your body's been through a lot lately. It's not that. Okay, what? When we were having fun before Gabriel... Now, if you didn't pick that up, she said, when we were having fun before Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Like, I, we, nobody was committing to each other, but we was fucking. I've been told y'all, from day fucking one, Sadiq was a snack. He is. And he was fitting to get ate up, okay? Everybody was like, I don't know, I don't know, Rod. I don't see, they ain't give him no love. He was not fitting to stay single for all this goddamn time as the only eligible bachelor doctor in the city okay come on it is what it is okay he was up in there now i don't know how a doctor ended up messing up the rhythm method he's supposed to know better but still (laughs) okay sadiq was up in here in them cakes okay walking around somebody's gonna come get some of this sadiq and there it is and that's exactly what happened. And they're gonna still like it. Mm-hmm. I'm pregnant. Now, inside, and this is why I say it got funny. Eugene is listening to this. Right, because they're so close to the window. So this dude is getting the ultimate cuck. Okay? Rosita on black.com with Gabe. Right, so he knows everything. So he literally knows everything. She getting that sadic, and now he done confessed his love and she's pregnant by another man that's not even the man that is in his way because he thought he was better than gabe like he was like a one-eyed preacher man i mean i'm not no offense but 
well now look at you are you better than sadiq the man who just put your leg into place no that's funny because he's a doctor he wasn't like so what you gonna do <laughs> what kind of bullshit they get you want me to uh you want me to get some plan b or something if they have any more pills Mm-mm-mm. i don't know sadiq must have dogged out or something cause... no i i think that they was just having fun like i i literally think it was no attachments not trying funny to that relationship i guess but i mean the end up with gabriel you know of all people unless she just like cowards i don't know Mm-hmm. maybe eugene got, so do you think eugene got a shot mm, nope but i could see something happening that would cause her to be with eugene mm. oh, oh, oh well, that's, that's giving him a shot though yeah, yeah but yeah I, I don't like i don't think he got a shot so i, I think under normal circumstances no okay. but i think something's gonna well, happen we talking about these circumstances well then yes then if that's okay, the you case, do think yes. he got a shot okay thank you I oh gonna... i was trying to put that together i was like well no he ain't really got a shot but i mean under normal circumstances no but i think something's gonna happen to cause her to realize something um so then daryl and henry talk outside while jesus is getting his uh they're, they're burying jesus and they're digging a grave and uh he let henry out of his cell for a little bit and he says uh well first of all i couldn't help but think this was carol's vision she wanted she wanted daryl taking care of um henry correct looking out for him mentoring him and he kind of did that by saying like hey um because he basically agreed to stay henry was like does alcohol yeah he did henry's like daryl agreed to stay at hilltop mm-hmm. and henry's like does alcohol always make you feel bad like this and he said no but you know basically you deserve it and he said well the fresh air helps it feel a little bit better he said well don't get too used to it because in two more minutes you're going back down in that cell for the night mm-hmm. and he said i talked to earl you got one more night in the cell in holding uh henry says he wants to find this place in hilltop because he just he said he knew where he belonged in kingdom but he doesn't know he, where he did. and i and that's the thing he only went to hilltop for enid that's it and as soon as he found out alden was was digging them guts out it was a wrap all right so he that's he lost his focus he didn't have a purpose he, yep he was like he is uh chopping it to uh to smithereens over there and now you alone mm-hmm. i don't even know what happened to them kids he was kicking it with a bad influence michonne uh packs up to go back to alexandra and then aaron tells her she was right because they had a big fight about you know michonne being like communities need to stop this dangerous out here we need to not have like too many events they were gonna do a carnival or some shit and he mm-hmm. was like a festival he was like she was like we don't need to do that shit everyone need to stay within their community take care of their shit stop trying to group up stop traveling back and forth it's dangerous you run into other people other groups it gets more dangerous to more people let's just keep our shit like isolationism um and so yeah aaron said she was right and i think he's really just hurt that jesus died correct correct if it wasn't for that he wouldn't feel he wouldn't have felt that way he says i'm sorry i didn't understand until now and she says okay i'm sorry too and then daryl comes over to say goodbye michelle tells him hey can you help uh tara run this place um and he's kind of like why me she's like because you are the best goddamn judge of character i ever met right and her thing is like this is yes tara can do it 
but it's a big responsibility and right. she actually gonna need some some muscle and he she also told him watch out for alden and luke because they've been gone they should have been back by now could be nothing could be something but you know keep your head up so uh she uh she, she uh she also tells him y'all we need we lost jesus today but we need to do whatever it takes to not lose anybody else um and it's funny that she say that mm-hmm. because i guess my thing is if everybody's isolated you still could end up losing more people because mm-hmm. there's no form of communication eventually somebody can come and just wipe out all three groups because nobody's communicating with one another i agree it kind of feels like they're going backwards um from the communities which is why i think they gotta explain what happened to make the communities officially not work out yeah and it's not like whatever they did michonne made a decision that pissed everybody off and she was like fuck it i stand by it right uh in, in monique fashion um all right so then she leaves daryl goes down after watching jesus get buried he's so pissed he goes down to the holding cell and he interrogates um the girl that they have in cell in the cell who we don't know her name because apparently they don't have names this that's what she told that's us. what she said we don't even have names okay nobody has a name um so let me see if i play this clip it's only a couple minutes long but he did not come to play there were ten of us i think we wore skins to blend in we didn't have names i mean i mean we did but we didn't use them now the thing is her story has changed already mm-hmm. first it was you killed everybody in the group it was three of us i'm looking at her look at my mama my right. mama now it's there's 10 of us yeah, uh daryl piecing that together that something ain't right we don't have names okay we did have names but we don't use them yeah it's a lot how long have you been out around here i don't know we moved around with the dead i mean the skins made him leave us alone. They protected us, so we protected them. You got a camp. Walls. Walls? Walls don't keep you safe. Places like this don't make it. They never make it. That's how it is. My mom and me, we saw it happen over and over. I, I barely remember the world before all this, but my mom... She told me how it was changing. How we had to change with it. How we needed the dead in each other to keep safe. We were never alone. Why'd you people kill our people? Tell me! We were always gonna kill you! Now he put a knife on her. Now, before that, her answer to walls don't keep you safe, I felt like that was her kind of revealing the philosophy for the group more yeah you, like that felt real right that felt sincere right that felt like she was telling the truth yeah like this, i think she did a whole lot of lying but when she brought that whole like walls don't keep you safe i'm like okay they really do believe that shit so i'm not surprised mm-hmm. you okay so just what people do now everybody's still alive is a threat it's us or them How many people in your group? The truth! It is the truth! Don't lie to me! My mom! It's just my mom. 
this is our third different answer to that fucking question right now the now just her mom is the only one still alive in the group <laughs> she's a good person please don't go looking for her please she's just one woman out there alone you said your people were never alone she, she was at the cemetery she got separated just for her Liar! No, I know. I told you the truth. I told you what was gonna happen. Daryl, shut up! Now that's Henry telling them to stop, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming that's because she kind of looks a little bit like Enid, and he's like, maybe mm. close second. Okay, maybe I couldn't hit them skins, but maybe I take a maybe I take nameless girl. Maybe I take a B. Smelling like a zombie, okay? Yeah, I take two A. <laughs> Daryl decides not to kill her. She crawls back in the cell like she's scared. Um, so I what do you now what do you think about her? Do you think she's really scared? Do you think that's all fake? What do you think? I don't think she's scared. And also, in my opinion, I think that she knows that somebody's coming to get her, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she gives this really, like, conniving kind of... Right. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm over-the-top fearful in a way that, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense she'd be part of that group and like this. Mm-mm. And it sounds like an act, and, and I... Uh, not that she meant to get captured, but she may have been captured in the past and done something similar to this and ended up uh taking other places down and she ends up um thanking henry for saving her life and he said he had to because he couldn't let daryl do that to her Mm -hmm. a full simp enid and magna go to the top of the gate the wall at hilltop and they're looking out and enid is worried about alden and alden and luke um are out there and and um magna tells her like you know what because uh, Enid says she doesn't know what to call alden like if he's her boyfriend right, or, so it's not like that at the beginning of the relationship but trying to figure out what this thing is they doing right and so um um magna's like don't worry about alden he's in good hands he's with luke lucas a survivor um and so then they get to um alden and luke follow the, the track to the last arrow and they see a walker walking towards them in the woods and luke is like i'm gonna go kill it and then the walker stops walking and then luke's like well, you ever seen that before and he's like no and then walkers come out surrounding them from different sides like some velociraptors come on and uh that's when alden's like clever girl and uh turns out that the main the walker that had stopped moving pulled out a fucking shotgun and was like trail ends here and that was the end of the episode up back up one back up back it up back it up when uh daryl left daryl actually went up and sat and listened to them talk to each other true and she told her name like she began to spill the beans and i thought oh smart daryl daryl knew that heart of that boy and that he wasn't going to really i think daryl wasn't going to take her up there no way yeah the killer right yeah. and daryl know and daryl knew that because he had uh, uh he had a big heart that he was gonna stop him so he was just gonna pretend and so he felt like 
we're not going to get the information interrogating her so basically daryl said set up there at the top like uh judith judith uh did negan and just listened to them listen to them talk and she told her name and she just began to talk now and i think that was the that was truthful because she felt like she could be truthful around henry yeah i and i do wonder if that was his plan i think it was the whole time yeah i forgot to mention that but you're right karen um and uh yeah so that was the end of the episode um we do have some feedback to get into we got one comment but let me uh first say this triangle wine company mm-hmm. we've been sipping on the shiraz we've been eating these crackers and stuff oh it's so good it's, it pairs well it pairs well um triangle wine company sells thousands of wines from all over the world for every budget and for a limited time they have a couple's goals pack it's a wine two pack and it's only 19.99 which is discounted from almost 30 dollars this pack is to celebrate the coupling of a fruity balanced shiraz with a mesmerizing moscato to take you and your sweetheart from the main course to the dessert uh and if you don't live in the area you can also go to um anywhere get wine shipped anywhere um i mean if you don't live in the area where you can get wine shipped sorry i've been drinking um (laughs) (laughs) you can um you can get e-gift cards for people that you know live in areas where they can go just go to trianglewineco.com or go to that t public store at triangle wine co and show your wine love with fun and merch and listen t public's having a flash sale right now okay shirts is 14 dollars. come on sometimes normally they be like 20 so you could cop something right now from our store from triangle wine co um get those discounts get out there looking fabulous in yourself on yourself mm-hmm. in your drip all that stuff um and represent your click grab that couple's goals i the link to the couple's goals wine two-pack is always in the show notes of these episodes when i say it mm-hmm. if you're on a phone a laptop whatever click it right there boom you can they do go it straight to it you can go to our website theblackoutist.com look at the episode description the link is right there go get you some wine two-pack and it's also worth it. so check good. out the show art because it's so adorable you'll it love is. it the art just alone sold the wine to me okay um all right let's get to y'all's feedback trianglewineco.com okay uh we got this from i think eve wrote in i only feedback this week because like it's me you and eve we watching we don't have three um hi rider karen i was so annoyed that judith didn't shoot negan uh in the ass when he tried to scale the wall <laughs> that would have been funny it would have been like that scene from training day oh you shot me in the ass judith <laughs> you motherfuckers uh they're trying to make this little girl a badass but she needs to take her little behind the bed i wonder if negan thought that the sanctuary would be the same when he returned or if people would still listen to him where does he think all his people went or does he know that they're all split up in three communities he didn't know that see that's what i've been wondering though karen because he sat in that sell and say he overheard and gleaned a lot of information over them like six to eight years or whatever hmm. i wonder how much he knows like did he need to just see it for himself you know what I think? or did he like literally have no clue because it's not that he looked surprised mm-hmm. it, it looked almost like well yeah this this is what i heard mm, okay he went out there just for confirmation it, it did it looked like he just needed to know for himself that there was no giving a go to this um and that would make more sense 
i'm not now that's totally different than how they did it in the comic like yeah totally different when negan gets out in the comic i loved that shit Uh i like he yeah, like he, he has a, he has himself a time okay um uh man anyway i'm not saying it would have been right if daryl hemmed up that little girl in the cell but i would have understood yeah see that's the other thing about this being a tv show there's certain shit they can't do and bring characters back from right and daryl killing that girl in cold blood in that cell would have been one of those moves correct it's so funny because it's cold-blooded and and revengeful and shit that they make daryl out to be daryl don't really do a lot of wild shit no he doesn't if, you know if he kills somebody it's with a purpose even when he wanted to kill uh dwight he didn't do it Mm-mm. you know what i mean like daryl does a lot of stuff up to the line that's why it was so funny to me when they wrote the show to be like it's him versus rick i'm like daryl ain't no motherfucking gangster either though not like that like he don't just kill motherfuckers in cold blood and don't give a fuck like mm-hmm. daryl got a conscience daryl does the right thing daryl's a compassion yeah daryl's a lot like rick you know Correct. so when they were fighting it was like brothers fighting right um and i kind of just wanted them to stop just like when brothers are fighting <laughs> right stop this bullshit uh and henry duck can get a fool uh well, i'm sorry i can get a foot to the face too i don't know why i hate that kid so much but every time i see him i want to push him in a pit of walkers damn oh he's just being a naive child i can see it though i can see not liking henry oh yeah because he's being a kid he's very naive he really doesn't know how a lot of shit functions and he's like somebody's in, in, in help you know help mo i'm here to help yeah you end up getting your mama hemmed up because you just want to run out there and shit like that and you know just being a child you know like you you you're um that's the thing about teenagers they're very scary because that they can make decisions but they don't really understand the consequences of their decisions that's kind of where he is right now he really didn't he they can do shit they have autonomy over their body but they really don't understand everything wrapped around the decisions that they make and that's scary for a parent and not only that it's scary for them because they don't realize all the consequences like things happen and they do shit and they don't really think out well what will happen if i choose this what are the consequences or repercussions it's like, oh no i just want to do some shit yeah so that's not what i'm talking about at all i'm talking about um his entitlement to enid um his moping around since he got there and this he's clearly not gonna be with enid so now he's just in like should i just go home mode it's like nigga you said you wanted to go here to learn how to fucking be a contributor to the to the kingdom and now this and then um on top of that you know i still ain't forgot he was a motherfucker that let all the people out the cells in the middle of the war so i could understand not liking him i'm not saying i don't like him but you know eve talking about she wanted to get like a foot to the face i low-key could understand and him being the one that told him no don't kill her you know i could understand from from a show perspective being like i don't really like this nigga correct and even with what you say it still boils down to him being the child yeah someone asked in the chat how did y'all feel about the alden enid relationship some people said it was creepy did we ever know how old alden was supposed to be no so i think i would need to know that alden was like too old or some shit because from my understanding like six years passed right she was the same age as carl if not a little bit older so she's probably so she is a like young woman 19, now 20s around in there yeah right. so if unless like alden like is mad old 
maybe a nigga like 45 what's happening here yeah like i don't i don't and know even then you know well also well not but also it's that tv shit because right they did the thing where they didn't age him really Mm-mm. and they kind of aged her with just like her clothes and mm-hmm. and the way the character acts now so it's kind of that thing where i would need to know their their ages before i start feeling like that because at a certain extent if she's like say 19 20 now and he's say 27 or something like that i don't know what his age would be let's say let's just say those two ages because i don't even know the real actors and ages Mm -mm. if he's like 27 and she's like 19 i don't didn't know i don't think it's that like it's it's not creepy in in the in the traditional sense that i think it would be in and even in regular life you really can't stop that kind of shit anyway like that's illegal to consenting adults at some point at some point people can just not feel comfortable with people dating but we have made guidelines in america in the world in life that if you're an adult and you're consenting to be with another adult then there's almost nothing we can do about it you know so i mean unless they show some like type of predatory shit or right. he was always creeping on her or some yeah, shit like we that never seen the id and there was no confirmation of his age and no confirmation of her age yeah and there's been a the time jump so everybody is a lot older now what bothers me about the relationship to for me personally that I, is always gonna be stick out of my craw and i mean i don't blame the writers for this i think they they were forced to do it but i thought they were setting him up to be a love interest for maggie i and they, then maggie left the show the actress lauren cohen was like right. i don't want to be here no more and once she left the show i felt like they had to switch it mm-hmm. so even if he would have been a young love interest for maggie like say that was gonna be like the storyline is uh well you're actually like 24 alden and i'm you know 30 or 35 or whatever the fuck i just had a baby if that was gonna be the love interest storyline i think people would have felt totally different about her dating a younger man right than they do about him dating enid but uh no nah, I, I to be honest i hadn't really thought that much about that Mm-mm. um but but i mean it came across my mind but then i just threw it out like okay man i guess i guess these yeah, guys always i thought yeah, right because we have no confirmation of nobody's ages um let's see what else happens i can't blame michonne for wanting to isolate herself after this fuckery but i hope they show a flashback of why she and daryl have x's on their backs this episode was definitely a slow burn but still enjoyable but next week it's going to pick up and i'm excited about that yeah i want to see what that the the whisperer with the gun who appears to be the leader i want to see what she does is that uh is that old girl's mama because she kept talking about her mom and you don't want my mom yeah i i i think and my guess because i i don't know where the show's going my guess is that that lady is the leader mm-hmm. uh all right um well that's it for <laughs> the walking dead that's recap stuff uh how much time we got left in this session 43 oh we got like 17 minutes i guess we talk about a little something a little something white people news nah i want to okay. talk about something else okay um, we can we just do some news real quick oh, we'll catch do. up let's do this you guys don't mind i'm sure uh eric holder said he'll decide on 2020 if uh on running for president in march mm. everybody running May, the, the fuck you may as well this turned into the lottery you may as well are you talking about game of thrones gonna be a game of thrones out there on the political the road yeah uh karen you want to play a game with me okay all right answer this phone hello hi is your refrigerator running (laughs) uh yes why yes it is 
well then you better go vote for it in the democratic primary you know what i might because everybody running i um, might uh, shit it shit it might be better qualified uh jesse smollett has revealed that he is pissed off in his first interview since the attack i'm pissed off it's like you know at first it was a thing of like listen if i t- tell the truth then that's it because it's the truth then it became a thing of like oh how can you doubt that like how do you how do you not believe that it's the truth and then it became a thing of like oh it's not necessarily that you that you don't believe that this is the truth you don't even want to see the truth um yeah that it just turned into a full-blown like cops want to see his phone he gave them his phone but records but redacted some of the stuff for because he's like it's people in there that's important that don't want their personal information out you know right and y'all fuck around and leak it or anything get the fuck out of here right this is the same chicago police department that you know is locked up innocent black men and shit that has a secret black site they were interrogating people at uh that you know hid the laquan mcdonald footage y'all want him to give his phone willfully to them because he had a crime committed against him right it's some some bullshit it's some fucking bullshit yeah so i I don't know i'm fully on jesse's side man and you know what i'm willing and this is the thing for this man like i can't say this for everything to be honest but in this case i'm willing to just be fooled if the motherfucker lying and we find that out then let me just be like he got me too rather than to be so cynical to be like i'm not gonna believe you nigga i'd rather just be like well i guess i i I guess it's my fault for believing a person because this shit is so fucking ridiculous and some of the fucking the the retorts to this has been like it wouldn't happen here not in chicago this isn't make america great again country and shit like that where i'm just like i don't know if you guys understand but hate crimes have been skyrocketing since donald trump took office nobody has passed this no there's no town where your town isn't racist there's no everybody who thinks that shit that reflexively says that shit i don't trust you and you're racist you're fucking racist see shit like this get on my nerves is there white people there yes but then it's a possibility that some racist shit happen it's a possibility that a rape uh, 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 uh hate crime can happen because white people are every fucking where you turn your head it's a motherfucking white person they're everywhere and as long as they're there there's a probability that racism can happen and some racist shit can happen so what are we talking about happens up north happens down south happens out west happens in the middle of bumfuck nowhere right this that old like not my america ass shit right it's like accept the truth how is your sentiment of not my america more powerful than this person telling you this happened to me i just don't understand how that how both of those things have equal weight to people right well people say it's just not like that around that part of town what how does that have equal like no one person got clearly assaulted of some kind reported a crime and went to the police i'm gonna just say that you going i just don't think it happened it's not the same wait and that's just my personal belief i'm willing to, to, to be fooled like i said if this if this a lie then i guess he got me oh my right. god he got me too then i'm fine Jesus. with that uh steve harvey and monique passionately discussed the actress being blackballed on his tv show steve i believe she was blackballed oh we know she was blackballed mm-hmm. I, was, I don't think i don't even know if that's a okay is that up for debate, debate. i'm about to say i, know I don't it, think yeah. that's what this conversation was about this, this is monique man i'm telling you uh he be saying it like I'm a problem. Oh, you you have been a problem. Well, Steve, I, okay. What was it? Let, let, let's go. Let's go. 
you started getting labeled as difficult. Yes. Why do you believe that that happened? And do you see that changing and why? I got labeled as difficult, my husband and I, and my husband is Sydney, who happens to be my manager. We got labeled as difficult because I said one word and that was no. Now I said no to some very powerful people. I said no to Oprah Winfrey. I said no to Tyler Perry. I said no to Lee Daniels. And I said no to Lionsgate. And the difficulty came in when people that look like me, like Oprah, Tyler, Lee Daniels, and I gotta put my brother Steve on the list. Y'all knew I was not wrong. Each one of you said to me, Monique, you're not wrong. And when I heard you go on the air and you said, my sister and burnt too many bridges and there's nothing I can do for her now. Steve, do you know how hurt I was? But Simone, now let me give you this. Because you and I had this conversation, mm-hmm. I thought you went about it wrong. Mm-hmm. See, I felt that you had done yourself a disservice mm-hmm. by the way you chose to go about it. Tell me how I went about I, it. I was cool with you, with your, with your deal with uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. I was cool with you. The two problems that we had, mm-hmm. number one, the boycott of Netflix, yes. we never gave people a point of action. Mm-hmm. Okay, if we're going to boycott, are we going to not get subscriptions? Are we going to turn it off? Are we going to go down there and get signs? Mm-hmm. The second point, what was coming to me was, this problem that you had in Netflix is rich people problems. Because mm-hmm. they're looking at us going, you're talking about you didn't get millions. Mm-hmm. Well, you got this, you ought to be cool. But when you say, Mo, it's the way you went about it. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I will say, this part of the conversation I don't really have a problem with. Um, they are friends. It's kind of weird to have a conversation like this in front of everybody, but I'm not as bothered by that because that's his show. She chose to go on the show. She knew they was going to talk about this shit because it's the only thing Mo really talks about. Um, all the shows. She clearly hasn't moved past this. Um, and by past this, I mean precious this, not netflix not i mean all of the stuff stems from the whole y'all want me to do press and extra shit for the award season for precious i don't want to do it unless y'all pay me more money they say we're not gonna pay you she won anyway and then the people that guys the people oprah lee daniels the people involved in that were so mad and bitter about her not participating and they felt like she was going to tank the movie's chances and tank her own chances of a claim that they basically said fuck her we won't work with her she's difficult and they spread you know uh dirt on her name and she is she can rightfully hold a grudge about that shit for the rest of her life if she wants to i think steve harvey as a friend is saying but that's holding you back don't like don't you see how that's that's holding you back like you're you're going at some powerful people that you can't really win against so you're losing shit on the principle of holding this grudge um but what i always find interesting in these conversations what is it about monique that make that people look at her and think she doesn't understand the consequences she seemed to understand to me oh yeah like she seemed pretty comfortable with like yeah so this is it like if, if i'm this famous this level of successful for the rest of my life i'm good i'm gucci like if motherfuckers don't fuck with me off of this i'm good with that too um and i've seen other people on smaller scales do this all the time yep you know i think there's something about her being a black woman that makes people feel like they need to advise her come on but 
i'm i mean i got friends that have burned the bridge and they're like yeah fuck it like that that's just not an option for me no more and i have to be like all right i I respect you so i gotta respect your decision you know um so anyway at this point i don't feel like there's a problem necessarily i think uh it'll go on to get you know more later and i want to explain that and i thank you for saying that inequality is devastating and it's extreme and when people said monique do you think calling a boycott was extreme you damn right but isn't inequality extreme so we've got to get to a place where we're unafraid to say it out loud. Okay. What I would have, what, what I would have loved, what I would have appreciated from my brother, was had you picked up the phone before you went on the air and said, "Monique, you've burned too many bridges, and there's nothing I can do." See, I would have appreciated had my brother called me up and said, "Baby, let's talk," because you doing that was a part of me being difficult. But not before that, though. Yes, baby. Remember the moment on stage. Oh, yes. See, now that, that, that right was a there. wonderful moment. Stage. No, it wasn't. Oh, moment. my goodness. No, it wasn't. That was one of those moments. See, no, it wasn't. That Richard- now, I think he's talking about when she talked about Lee Daniels during her uh, stand-up and Tyler Perry and Oprah, and she did that, like, Peter. One, that bit was so fucking funny. I'm sorry. All the Monique is a funny shit. I don't really check for any of that because I really do think she's funny. And and I'll, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. But but when she did that, it was airing shit out in a way that I could understand Steve Harvey feeling like I'm not picking up the phone. You you told everybody, like it's nothing private about this anymore. You publicly you went public with this beef, and then you want me to pick up the phone before I talk about it on the air. Everybody talking about it now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like a phone call needs to happen for me to talk about the thing that everybody's going to be talking about. But go ahead. What are you going to say? Oh, and, and, and I guess that's what I was going to say. Like, in some situations, a phone call needs to be had, mm-hmm. you know, and I do understand his perspective. Go like, what the fuck is a phone call going to make? But her thing was like, you took it on your air. Like, like your airways completely different than me talking about it on the comedy special. Like you talked about it on your airways, so it was going to eventually get back to me. You got my number. You could have called me. Yeah, that's I don't I don't know, man. That's difficult for me because I think his job. It's like our job is to talk about topical events. Correct. If I know somebody and they do something that's a topical event, I'm not calling them to talk about it because I like i'm giving my opinion the way they gave theirs you know it's like if if like god forbid but bo Monty did some wild shit right i love bo we talk all the time but if he did some wild shit on espn i don't want to feel like well let me run it by him before i let him know that i'm gonna go on the air and be like yeah he was wilding today and i guess i wasn't looking at like that perspective yeah yeah because the thing is so did he go on air after she had already did her yes, thing yeah oh, okay okay she's okay, saying okay, like okay, why okay, didn't you call me and he's like no, why okay, would i call okay. you that, now that instance I, that makes sense you you did something publicly i have to address it publicly because i'm probably being asked about it or like you said it's topical so it's the next thing we were talking about yeah and the thing is she does put out people's private conversations with her right whenever people start doubting her she'd be like i recorded this shit here's a call for me and uh lee daniels yeah and here's oh go ahead i'm about saying don't nobody want to be on the receiving end of thinking they're having a private conversation with you that becomes public people say no 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 i'll just talk about it here and we'll just have to talk out publicly that way everybody knows what we're talking about 
yeah so like there's a balance to this shit because i think yes. people talk about it without nuance where it's like it's either her side or his side she's all the way right he's all the way wrong he's a coon she's living with integrity and i saw that going on twitter a lot and it's like i feel that people just it's like a facebook meme mm-hmm. people take from it the shit that lines up with their sensibilities and walk away like and that's that and i'm like nah i seem deeper than that um the part that's sad to me is that they seem to have a friendship and yet i mean maybe and maybe it's that hollywood friendship where you're not really friends but y'all having it out on national tv and you know that this is like this is a tense situation to talk about in front of everybody the whispered in my ear and said say it you say it my goodness. No, it wasn't. That was one of those moments. See, no, it wasn't. That Richard Pryor whispered in my ear and said, "Say it. You say it." Richard because Pryor did not I'm tell, tell you, you to say that. Yes, he did. Oh, <laughs> baby, yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> I do not regret, as I said on the Steve Harvey show, I do not regret one moment of that night on that stage. No, no. Then, in uh, case you don't know, Mo told Tyler Perry. Uh huh. Oprah Winfrey Tell him. and Lee Daniels mm. to suck her private parts. Not my private parts. Well, you said if I had one, yeah. I want them three to suck my private parts. Yeah. It wasn't private parts on stage. So now, then I went, <gasps> I quit breathing. I quit breathing for you. I didn't. What happened to you, Mo? Yeah. And so this is the thing, though. Like I said, she's so comfortable with this right that's the that's how i would approach it if i have a friend like this that's like i'm just gonna be out here fuck fuck everything like i this this is my truth and i'm living it and i don't care what the consequences are because at least i got my truth you know and especially you know the way social media is now i know i keep going back to this but you you can't really listen to these niggas because they will tell you the worst possible advice they'll applaud you burning your career yeah they will and then they're gonna laugh at you and anything bad happen yes sir like these motherfuckers ain't loyal to monique they don't buy shit they don't support her they don't get tickets they're not going to her residency in las vegas to support her for making this brave calls they're calling it for blackness and shit it's just what's entertaining today on social media and today it was her versus steve harvey it's entertaining this is why they put it out on youtube because they could have shelved this show and been like man we ain't showing this shit like there's a reason and it works and it resonates and people are lining up on their sides and men are lining up with steve harvey to be like yeah i told you monique just crazy and then women are lining up with him with her to be like yeah steve harvey is patronizing and look at how he's talking over her and shit which he does later in his clip i believe um so yeah i think people are so busy worried about the sides of it that they can't see any reason on anyone's particular side you know on the other side right was when you made that statement the narrative got flipped it wasn't about netflix no more it was it wasn't about netflix no more the tension was all off of where we needed to go huh that was before netflix so good so now when you bring up netflix it don't get no win but you didn't just said this to these three people and these three people yes not because they're powerful Mm -hmm. but because of who they've come and what happens is i told you we can't cure darkness with more darkness. I got what we you. can do is cure it with comedy. And what I'm not going to do, Steve, I'm never, ever going to waver from my comedy show on that stage. That's my gift. And that's my freedom. And what happens is when you allow people to start taking your freedom and your gift and making it become what makes them comfortable, 
we then lose. When you called me with the morning show on the phone, I said to you, Steve, my family is suffering behind this. And y'all know I did nothing wrong. Y'all know my husband did nothing wrong. But none of y'all in real time, in real time, was strong enough to go publicly and say, we can't throw our sister under the bus. Because, Mo, listen to me. We fighting two wars here. What war? We, there's two wars. It's what your issue is. Now, the thing that I thought was interesting with her talking about her family, because he brings up her family later. And if you believe that they are friends as they both say they are, I think Steve Harvey's kind of being like, well, that's the thing. If you really want to help your family, you would kind of go along to get along. Me coming out and saying we can't throw our sister under the bus is not gonna help your family out the only thing that can help them out is you acting differently and if you're gonna go down this this route everyone's gonna treat you a certain way regardless of what the fuck i think you know because he is the one that's like come be on my radio show even after all this shit because he could have been like i'm not no don't come on my radio show don't come on my tv show you're a fucking kryptonite right now everybody sees you're radioactive you pissed off all the big movers and shakers um i'm just trying to eat and nobody cares about this but black people anyway steve don't turn on the check now right right he could have pulled that move but i don't think people are interested in seeing that as any level of an olive branch right now because you know it's easier to pick sides and be like steve harvey's a terrible person than to be like yo he could have been like fuck you for real don't call me back the end because oprah not having her on the show lee Daniels don't want to talk to her tyler perry talked to her on the phone he need a new session oh shit and uh she still did them that way um let me add it real quick sorry about that how did that happen um really thought we had more time uh seven oh oh god this is so terrible i hope oprah don't cancel me for this uh all right let me it looks like it's loading up let me add um everybody back to the session into the screen man who knew that rabbit hole was gonna get that deep i was thinking it only take a few minutes to talk about this not talking about monique nah true because you got to get all into the you got to get all into the gravy all right talking about momo all right i just added you uh to the screen and this should be going live now all right so um but yeah i could you know i I mean he could have cut her off completely if it was really that simple and he was like fuck you i don't fuck with you at all but he did have her on his radio show to like explain her side of things and uh to try to talk her through it or whatever but yeah when she brings up her family i just want to bring highlight that moment because it comes back up later in in the conversation and i think this is when people was like you know fuck him basically but i'm like i think he's talking about it on some like the best way to help your family is not to go to war with three motherfuckers you can't beat and it's what the perception of the issue is and the narrative has changed i'm hearing what you're saying baby and i agree with it when the narrative changes but if all of y'all said this is the only issue i have with it baby when all of y'all said privately to include oprah all of y'all said privately we, I've done nothing wrong. When you tell the truth, you have to deal with the repercussions of the truth. We black out here. We can't come out here and do it any kind of way we want to. Let me listen. Oh. Nah, his audience clapping for that is weird to me. <laughs> is that not weird to everybody else? <laughs> 
yeah. we can't tell the truth we black yes that's the mm-hmm, he's telling it like it is like what <laughs> you put the video back up oh my bad my bad i'm sorry um but yeah i don't understand i mean i guess audiences just clap when they when they uh, there's a pause i don't know what they were clapping for I mean, they were for earlier clapping for her when she was talking about freedom and shit and then it turned into you know clapping for him saying oh, keep it your down husband yes. can't be the sydney that he really is out here let me tell you something. Not fit that flexing let me we gotta flex something. a different way we let out me. here in a game this the money game this ain't the black man's game. This ain't the white man's game. It's this is the money, money game. game. But I, we in the something. money game. And We're you can the- also clapping for that. It's weird, right? Right. Just random claps. Like what? It's the money game. The black man's game. The white man's game. Clap. Why? Was it a cue? Did you I miss? Sacrifice yourself. The we best are. thing you can do for this poor people is not be brother. one of them. You cannot We're help. Money- what is that? What are you doing, Steve? What are you doing? What are you doing, Steve? going off the rails <laughs> you talking over getting aggressive yeah and that never that yeah. never looks good no nope. this is the clip i saw on twitter i was just like nope the objects of that is all fucked up doesn't matter what his point is like once you reaching that leaning towards somebody talking over them talking loud touching their hand shit like that they cutting them off mid-sentence it doesn't even fucking matter like you can have a good point that's and men for the most part won't care that he said it this way because most men have the emotional intelligence of a fucking squirrel men are like men are pretty stupid when it comes to this shit and so they think that well the words coming out of my mouth make sense that's the end of it it's like you cut me off you were rude you yelled at me you were leaning forward you were touching me on my arm my shoulder every time i went to speak fuck everything you just said you know when i saw that uh heard that uh she threatened to like slap him or some shit earlier remember last week we talked about it on the show it was like she might have said she was gonna slap him or something they was like we'll see when the show airs and i guess it's not in this clip Mm-mm. but um anyway uh i was like damn i thought they were friends it really got that contentious but now i'm looking at how he's talking to her, i'm like of course it did i could see exactly how you'd be like nigga listen but what you're not gonna do is yell at me and put your hand on me and all that we we can talk like i'm talking to you because one thing i love about monique and i know people hate monique or whatever but one of the things i love about monique is the way that she talks so calmly to get her fucking point across and you can tell she be mad you can tell she's angry she's all these things but she is never out of control like she will just sit there right there and tell you very calmly like no baby no my child no my love and then read you for fucking phil in your motherfucking face and i love that about her that's like some dope shit to me um and i think steve harvey got defensive and started raising his voice and shit yeah because a lot of people when it comes to this they think being loud means being right and that's a false that's false right but i'm a big fan of her like i love her interviews and shit because she's just be talking to people so like if you if you like and i see this is where you messed up honey now, <laughs> listen my love my dears She's so but good. let me tell you what the game is Can before the money game. Like before the money game, it's called the integrity game. And we've lost the integrity worrying about the money. But Mo, and wait a minute. If wait I a minute. crumble, if you my crumble, children crumble, my grandchildren crumble, I cannot, for the sake of my integrity, stand up here and let everybody that's counting on me crumble so I can make a statement. There are ways to win the war in a different way. We got more right after this now i think that's interesting because um the like 
that is the duality of blackness because people went to just straight up calling him a coon and shit which okay i'm sure y'all all go to work and get fired and fucking cuss everybody out and, and you don't because you still got jobs you yeah, still got bills integrity and all that shit that's dope i hope everybody's living their best like fucking authentic life i think people look at celebrity different they look at these movie stars different and they mm-hmm. go oh well you're rich and famous you can do whatever you want and steve mm-hmm. harvey's basically saying no, no. not even now Mm-mm. not even now for me to be steve harvey with 17 jobs come on it requires me swallowing some of this bullshit even steve harvey the multi-millionaire shit if i want to continue to do that if i want to continue to provide for my family and shit and that's how you know that's the hustle of capitalism that's the hustle of uh the economy money uh the hustle of 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 of, uh all this shit is that you still end up beholden to somebody as long as you got some white person somewhere in charge of anything you you still end up beholden to these motherfuckers that's the that's the game it's rigged um no that's not to say that monique doesn't know that i think monique knows that and is comfortable with it right and she's like fuck it i've made my decision bitch i don't care right and people are like but 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 she's like no 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 the decision has been made i've made the decision i got to live with the consequences of this decision i think a lot of people panic because they go well i wouldn't make that decision so let me tell you how the decision you made was wrong right. and she's like, you telling me the decision i made was wrong i and me and mine have to live with this not you and yours right um so like i said i saw that shit and thought it was interesting just because of the way that they were talking and that's how that tone shit matters so much in the discussion yeah yeah and when you talk about tone tone means a lot because that's one thing about men men are never told to check their tone ever all right i'm back here with my sister monique and uh we're getting real Okay, so, so i'm trying to, to pause it, it won't it. pause okay sorry i didn't even cut you off what were you saying mm-hmm. no i was gonna say that men are never told to check their tongues but women are right. always always told to check their tongues particularly being mean particularly for the fact that i'm a lot better than i used to be i used to talk really 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 loud and the biggest reason why is because i was like motherfucker what you are gonna do you're gonna hear me what you ain't gonna do is talk over me i've kind of learned to kind of tone that down over the years uh just being older and just learning how to uh control that point but particularly being a woman and having a conversation with people in general, but particularly having a conversation with somebody who think who thinks that because they're going to get loud, they're going to cause you to back down. Particularly being a woman, they're going to cause you to, to cower to whatever their point is, regardless if it's right, wrong, or indifferent. You know, and I think a lot of times people do this as a tactic to dismiss a woman's to dismiss a woman's words, even if she's right and you're wrong sometimes it's just a, a tactic and men have a tendency to use this tactic more than any other group yeah the and the, and the other thing yeah they do as as a man especially even and i'm not and this isn't just something they do to women right it's just how men talk it's fucked up right you know because i don't have a voice that's very loud or deep or bass heavy and shit and when i end up in like just on the sideline talking at the wide like motherfuckers be yelling and like if you just calmly go i'm gonna wait for you to finish yelling and i'm gonna say what i gotta say like it justin seen me do it before like somebody be yelling at me like no michael jordan did it and i'll just sit back and chill and just let them get it all out and then i'm like are you done no i'm just saying i'm like now i start to say like one sentence they'll start yelling again i'm like i can wait all day and if not i'll just go do something else if you would like to have a discussion and the thing that i understand that i control in that discussion there's no discussion without me right you still want to hear what i got to say you want to hear my response 
and normally what i'm able to do is bring everyone back down today at the y a woman had to come from the zumba class or whatever to come across the side to our court the basketball court and tell them guys i wasn't playing at the time uh to tell them to calm the fuck down i had my headphones in and i could still hear them yelling over my headphones and so what after the game was over and i was on the court one dude came up was like man she come over here talking to us we paid money just like they pay money i said yeah but y'all was yelling and he was like yeah man but i mean you can't just come over here she had a microphone on i said right they couldn't hear her over the microphone because right, y'all giving were them instructions y'all were fighting and fussing i said y'all be cussing at each other and all this shit and he was, and, and you know of course i make a joke out of some of it mm-hmm. but, but i'm like yeah i said y'all can calm down and he was like no nah, man i said you acting kind of intense right now mike okay you need to calm down i said i'm feeling i don't feel safe uh you know i'm just joking <laughs> with i'm just joking about not feeling safe but my point being like y'all it's just basketball that's it we're really here to exercise have a good time catch up on whatever the fuck we want to talk about and that's it like we can't be turning this this is not no one in here is going to the league right y'all got no money at stake we're in fact we paying to be here the only thing you got to do is go back to work at one so let's just calm down and have some fun right don't waste your lunch hour right and so um it was kind of cool because he calmed down after i made a couple jokes and was like man you right whatever and then he walked off i was like yeah it's not you know and i didn't say it on some like let me stun on you i didn't do steve harvey and start going no no like i just was like nah man y'all could calm down like you know we don't he's like it's basketball man it's basketball i said i know it's basketball but we don't have to yell at each other right and and i do understand passion and 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 things like that because like i say as somebody who gets excited i do get really really loud sometimes and Mm -hmm. roger roger know this firsthand i can get really loud uh but a lot of and a lot of times uh some people will look at me like is something wrong yeah. <laughs> and people have asked that's like no 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 nothing's wrong so like i said as i've gotten older i've gotten better about that um but yeah what i've realized uh, about that is yeah people have a tendency to get loud and they act like something's wrong when somebody be like hey, hey calm it down yeah and uh mary said that makes loud people even crazier not the way i do it because i don't tell them calm down or be quiet right or any of the shit that people do that really escalate situations what i do is i literally i literally lay back and let them get it all out their system because my thing is i'm not gonna lose my point because you're yelling at me right so we're gonna come right back to where we used to try to avoid because because that's how i attack things you yell you yell you yell and i'm like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. be that as it may what about the fact that lebron james has taken the Cavs to the championship and that's the worst team in the league you know like and then we can go back to them yelling and then we go right back to that shit in two minutes like okay you got that okay now what about lebron taking the worst team in the league you know we do that so but but now nah, i feel you though it, it is kind of um it can be bad ways to do it um yeah go ahead uh no go no you go ahead first yeah and 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 like i said i i know that as somebody who gets loud i try to be very conscious you know i mean try to be very you know aware of my loudness and the tone of my voice uh and also i think for me being a woman another reason why i got loud because i just got tired of people just just talking over me and just you know consciously or subconsciously just telling me directly and directly to shut the hell up so i was like what the hell you ain't gonna do but i've learned to be better about that and y'all know what people can actually hear y'all you know you ain't got to yell at people you know especially if they're not deaf or you know need some form of hearing assistance if you talk at a normal level most people can hear what you got to say 
it's natural but this is the thing that was that 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 i can't help but think about and maybe monique will come out on her instagram and say something about this or whatever now that it's out but part of this felt a little bit like they must talk to each other like this all the time now i don't know maybe you know maybe i'm reading too much into it and he actually ambushed her on the air and this is not how they talk but it sounds like they are friends they talk right. in private I, I agree they do disagree about this which uh is allowable newsflash everybody you can be friends and disagree about some shit mm-hmm. um and somehow this is how they talk but the optics of this shit just don't need to be on the air he looks like a horrible host to me because you're at your job now as a professional host like you might run over them like regular people that come on there that made mistakes and shit like i got three baby daddies and uh i don't know who any of them are you know that kind of shit like but that's not who you 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 having a conversation with your friend and i think very patriarchal men not that i mean you know double uh i know that that's uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. doubling down to saying the same thing that's redundant but um very patriarchal men like men that come up through the church men that kind of have that respectability shit feel like they need to advise women and that women have no say so in this advice so i'm giving you advice shut the hell up you know i'm telling you how to get a man shut the hell up no i don't need your input i'm gonna tell you how to get a man you know and and steve harvey dwells in that you know which is why i say there's so many agendas conflating here um and i know at this point you know i've i've mostly just kind of gone through like kind of both sides but and this is the reason i i kind of felt like it was it was two sides to it because when shit is inconvenient to an agenda people eject right they don't want to talk about yes, it yes they do they don't want to discuss it so steve harvey is a coon to a lot of people he met with trump uh he all lives mattered a bunch of shit he had fuck he he caped for um what's that racist woman with the with the food paula dean he caked for her you know like i don't necessarily fuck with steve harvey on that level you know i would disagree with him about a lot of shit that he's done and said i that's not my dude at all i I definitely don't fuck with his books any of that stuff i think best thing he ever did to me was family feud he the best at that oh that's where he shines right not a huge steve harvey dude period on any we shit we got jokes going back to the beginning of this show about how i don't really like steve harvey you know at least not his brand i don't know what he's like personally but his brand is just to me it's he's such a hustler but it's so all over the place and it's hard to have respect for that in in the way that he does it okay just last year monique was telling us that we need to forgive her sister roseanne okay after roseanne's been a, a fucking virulent racist for a couple times to the time to the tune that she finally lost her job and monique's reasoning for why we as black people need to stand with roseanne was essentially roseanne has been kind to monique and i'm sorry but that's why i gotta get off the train dog like i fuck with monique i don't have no problems with monique i like i think she's hilarious and i like her interviews and all this shit but that's when i seen the pattern and all this shit which is essentially it's monique everybody keeps trying to turn into integrity turning into it's just about black women it's about the industry but like while all of that can be true a lot of this is it stops for monique at monique 
if if the, if it would have went the other way and they gave monique what she thought she deserved she'd be like man fuck these niggas and racism and all this shit any other day i'm talking about racism when it when it when something bothers me then it's about stopping black women when it's when it's roseanne and that's my friend y'all need to chill the fuck out now that shit ain't convenient for everybody motherfucking agendas you know that shit ain't inconvenient that shit ain't convenient and even when wanting these people to come out and talk for her it sounded like she was more offended that you're my friend and you didn't stand up for me even when you thought i was wrong you didn't say we can't throw her away and she did that for roseanne and look how it turned out everybody went monique what you talking about and that's what would have happened with steve harvey for a lot of people that's what would have happened with any of these motherfuckers coming out and being like i know she said suck my dick but guys we can't throw her away everybody would be like what she was clearly wrong for that you know so well not everybody obviously there'll be some people that would be like oh yes that's what i'm talking about but for a lot of people in the industry they'd be like dog you know she was wrong for that like you can have problems with somebody and not turn the personal grudge into a public grudge and then be like i can't believe people are scared to deal with me agreed you know so i think that was the part i didn't see anyone wanting to talk about on social media because it's not convenient Mm -hmm. it's more easier to look at it like a facebook meme and be like i'm on this side or i'm on that side fuck all contrary information this only thing i want to talk about of course you know now versus women that's all it's turned out to be right and i didn't see the second part of this interview so i will play it in the interest of having a full story is what i want you to understand about this whole thing. Yes. As we try to come through this, because what I want really is for you to come through, because I know who you really are. And so what I what I want you to do is come through this with a different way. Because you, Monique, you my girl. I love you like a sister. I hate what's happening to you. I hate what they're saying that's not true. I want them to know that you are caring, that you are a great mother, that you are incredible talent. I don't like the fact that you've been blackballed. You can be unblackballed. You too talented to have to worry about all this where the next one coming from. I want this to end for you. Now I do wonder if it's too late. Like I had that thought today. You think it's too late? Like if she were to say like I'm letting all this shit go, I'm just gonna go be funny and handle my shit the way I handle my shit. Is it? I feel like it's too late for people to be like I'm unblackballing her because these are industry titans, and I don't, I can't see her ever like apologizing to them because I don't think like she said she didn't do nothing wrong. Now maybe people don't like how she handled it, but for the principle of the shit she not she didn't really do anything wrong as much as it was i mean no 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 i'll say the principle of what she's saying is not necessarily wrong right some people will get real nitpicky and be like well everybody don't get that and you're right everybody doesn't not everyone who wins an oscar gets uh respect and gets a bigger gig some people do though and of those people it's normally white people for the people that get to do that and, and it'll be disingenuous and a lie to act like motherfuckers winning oscars has no effect on their careers afterwards Excellent i've seen very yeah i mean i've seen people try that out and it's not really true Mm-mm. it works for white people right it doesn't really work for us in a lot of cases you win and then you don't get to do a passion project a star john production company or direct films a lot of times it's just like you won an oscar okay good for you nigga back to work right you know then like she said they don't want to pay you oscar pay right and the same way that i felt about when um (laughs) another persona non grata but when kevin hart said 
y'all gotta pay me to tweet about my films put it in my contract if y'all want that the same i feel the same way about if monique decides hey y'all gotta pay me to do promotion for this y'all y'all i didn't make that much money for this film it's y'all's passion project it might win some awards but i would like to be compensated for my time i mean it's ain't no deserve if you get it you get it if you don't you don't you know so i kind of understand all that that being said like um he he is doing something by admitting you're being blackballed he's legitimizing it now you would think oh that's not a big deal it's a pretty big fucking deal because these are also his contemporaries this is also his industry this is his platform his tv show um he is like while he may say i wish you'd handled this differently he's not going this is all in your head nobody's blackballing you you made this shit up it's all your fault uh i don't know why to stop i don't know why you blaming other people like he is like this is happening it's fucked up i'm trying to give you a solution to it rather than to tell you you right and then be like well fuck you then uh i mean you right but you know keep suffering you know so anyway that's what i took from that part i wanted to end for you monique because i love you because these people are doing it the wrong way and you better than that you are better than that i probably should have called you as soon as but i didn't i got a lot of stuff going on so i didn't when i did call you i listened to you but i began telling you at the very beginning i think we're going about this the wrong way now we keep saying oh wait also i want to as a um person that edits uh the podcast they clearly edited out whatever her response was just there yes they did now i don't know what she said but that clearly took that out so i would yes, love to know what she chopping said chopping the sound right yeah yeah because it's making it look like he's monologuing which also not good optics but it's making it look like he's monologuing over somebody that he's pretend that he wants to have addressed the shit now i don't know maybe they edited it to help her out maybe she said some more wild shit that he was like no we got to take that out we cannot let oprah hear what she just said about her i don't know but i would love to know what they edited out because clearly she didn't get to speak there stuff in the interim that keeps just making it worse hollywood know you but it's making it worse for who it's making it worse for who okay if you think it's cool then it's cool that's what i'm saying but it's not cool mo it's not cool for who the fact that we sitting here arguing like this we're not arguing okay we're We're, discussing you you and your sister we having a conversation that mommy and daddy are here right now and i'm gonna punch you in your mouth that's the conversation bam bam right i think what happens though is i've had to understand so that was so wait that's the punch in the mouth moment that they wrote about last week mm-hmm. she clearly was like making an analogy right she didn't threaten him <sighs> that's that boy that's that right. that's that's because it's monique that they had to do the like and maybe they did it to promote the show but that's the because it's monique that they pulled the like she was gonna get violent this angry black woman like clearly that was a joke and even the audience woo like steve just said all that shit y'all wasn't woohoo when he was cutting off that's bullshit but i I know she got i know she got a rep though so i get it it's not like i I know she got a rep though so i I can't divorce the reality of the situation from that moment but she did not threaten that man get the Mm -hmm. fuck out of my face and how to agree to disagree without being upset and that's the thing 
I disagree with my brother. I'm not upset with you. I love you. I disagree with the way Oprah, Lee, and Tyler did it. Cool. But I love that. I'll give you that. Now, guess what we need to do we need? to move forward and fix this? Come on. These people owe you an apology. You owe those people an apology. <laughs> then we can move forward. There's no fucking way she's ever apologizing, though. Oh, no, 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 because, you know. That's why she laughed like that. <laughs> she's like, nigga, please. Then I guess we will not be moving forward. <laughs> Mo, listen to me. You are valuable to us all. You are valuable to Tyler Perry. You are valuable to Oprah, to Lee Daniels. We can't do this without talent. See, me and you, we talent. They can't do this without us. You take us out of Hollywood, they have to close some doors around here. It is not the same without us. You are too valuable. I don't want to lose your gift to the world. You won't. Because we're trying to prove a point when we can prove the point by doing it in a more loving way. That's all I I want, man. I absolutely agree with you. 100%. The only way I know how to do it is loving Okay. Because that's all that's in my heart. Okay. Now, when I say it, you may not like how I say it. Yes, but see, if it's in your heart, yes. love sound like love. Yes. Yes. See, that's what. So, yes. so if it don't sound like it when you say it, see? that's cause it ain't. So this one we're gonna close out like this. <laughs> I'm gonna try and arrange. I'm gonna do my best to get the conversations that need to be had between you and these people. So you can hear from them. I'm going to then ask them would they say it publicly for the benefit of everybody so you can get the release that you need. Then I'm going to ask you to tell these people and apologize for the, some bashing you done done. I know you don't think you did none, but you did. And when everybody can come to that, then I think there's a chance for it to move. I love you, Mo. I'm glad you came to see me. Looking back on it, I should have picked up the phone and called you more readily. I appreciate it. I would, I, I probably should have done that. Thank you. Just looking on it, that's probably what I should have done. That's all I wanted. But I didn't. So now I'm here and move. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of wild, right? Like, he admits that he was wrong and she was like, and there you go. So I do wonder if, I don't know if they would, but if Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry already did kind of admit he did it wrong. If Tyler Perry, Lee Daniels, and Oprah were like, I did you wrong if she would let it go i don't know at this point because she's so invested in it but and we'll see what she says about steve you know after this but i wonder if she would let it go because i don't know that felt like she kind of let it go right then when he was like i was wrong i fucked up i shouldn't have did that and that's why i'm here because i fucked up and i care about this this relationship um i wonder you know because oprah shit apparently was like Oprah had Monique on the show and then ambushed her with her mom secretly showing up, but Monique don't talk to her mom. Mm. So who knows what all issues are happening there? How real that grudge is? Cause I mean, these are celebrities that, you know, y'all ain't really that close with title. Y'all, y'all didn't grow up together. That's your mom. If you don't fuck with your mom, that's real. Something happened. You know what I mean? So to just bring that up on you, I can see why you'd be like, man, fuck that person. Why would they do that to me? I told them I didn't want this, and then they did it. Hmm. Moving forward, as your big brother, I just want to help you, Mo. I swear to God, I didn't come here to bash you. I love you. I wish you well. And let's heal this thing and move forward so the world can see how great we all are. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up 
the one, the only, that damn Monique. Don't fuck up no damn Monique. Don't fuck all up in your gut. I love you, boy. I love you, boy. Hey, everybody, I want you to catch her residency. Where's she going? I want you to catch her residency at the SLS in Las Vegas. Oh, she was hugging people in the crowd. Oh, I guess the black one was uh, cheering for. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I to be honest, that shit felt more like they're friends, and neither one of them is offended. But putting that conversation out in a public platform, all kinds of people are gonna read into it and be offended, kind of on oh, her oh, behalf. Right. Uh, and a lot of men are gonna be like, "See, he telling her what she." And then the conversation really becomes about men online versus women online yep because for a lot of people everything always boils down to water sexes yeah so i don't know man this shit is just so crazy man and it's funny because like in his way he was helping because he because one of the main things about monique that i really found to be probably the most insulting part of all of this shit um was people calling her a liar i'm sorry right she hasn't done anything for anyone to be calling her a liar all the shit she does she got receipts and then right. when she and then when she when she exposes those receipts everybody goes you stupid motherfucker why would you tell the world this so you tell it netflix business now and all this shit and it's like dog what, she can't win for losing with y'all nope that's why you can't listen to them niggas yeah y'all know she got a grudge and now y'all roasting her and then it turns into we have to stand with this black woman versus uh all these hotel ass ashy niggas coming for her and shit and i totally get that vibe but like i said it's inconvenient because she's still just a person and when she's out there caping for roseanne ain't all this we got to stand with his sister with our sister and i no you know when steve harvey's out there caping for some white person nobody gonna be cool with that shit like Mm -mm. the end of the day like you have to measure the argument you have to measure the point people are making currently and then go from there i think people are getting too involved in trying to make it about um a brand and by brand i don't mean the brand of monique obviously she's a brand but a brand of like this is about black power and integrity and is it about integrity or is it about monique's personal like this is how i was treated and i feel this way because of how i was treated and we turned it into it's a black thing you know because i know that there's white people that also are asked to do press for their for pictures they didn't know would get nominated for free agreed like it's kind of an industry thing it wasn't like they said everyone else is getting paid but fuck monique you know it just depends on the project so you know i think it's just easier to fold it into the things we already talk about and be like well this is uh this is more about massage noir than it's about anything else yeah because it easily fits into boxes it easily fits yeah. into a box you can easily just like one of the things you just put it on just point to your bullet points yeah and of course um there's always massage noir and everything there's always misogyny racism all this shit it's not like uh this conversation is immune to it but i do feel like people were so gung-ho to turn it into something they could work with rather than to be like if we're being fair there's a way to handle things caustically where you have now put the whole thing in a situation where you can't fix it it can't get better and there's a way to approach it where you do plan to do whatever 
the choice is always yours yes sir no one can decide for monique and if the, monique is resigned to like fuck them and they can suck my dick and i'm gonna go on stage and air these niggas out that's fine but then understand that the industry don't have to tolerate that no they don't nobody has to tolerate that that's not how it works you know we've seen plenty of people burn their bags over the years set them bitches on fire of all races creeds and colors doesn't mean they'll never work again monique's not really canceled she's working right she just has a residency in las vegas so it's not like she's truly canceled or whatever but she ain't gonna be in the places where she could have been if she would have handled shit differently and it's like if you talk about that or you admit that then it's like you're siding against her it's like no that's the reality all of us live in that reality yes we do you know if you say some wild shit you know you got to go to work tomorrow and hopefully you'll be okay (laughs) come on i mean it's like people get on the internet and they live in theory land but like real life is is kind of some of this extra shit that you have to deal with anyway i thought that conversation was interesting and i only wanted to talk about it here yeah 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 i didn't want to talk about it on the internet because people was either you got people jumping on you thinking that you it's that you're shitting on monique because i'm not or you got people jumping on you thinking that you're saying um you know you're shitting on steve harvey which i'm i'm really not like i have already felt the way i felt about steve harvey before this conversation um and then more importantly man you have these people that they just want to throw their buzzword at you but they really i'm telling you it's so it's so sad when you look at people and go you don't even really feel that way it's just for today it's convenient correct like if i i didn't i'm I'm not petty like this anymore but like i literally could have searched everybody's monique takes from when she said that shit about roseanne i guarantee you they were saying some shit that was not no our sister we need to stand with her it was you come it was everything they called steve harvey today come on you know and the truth of the matter is for a lot of black people you live in that 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 double consciousness it's no real just your coon and that's it for all of us Mm-mm. no i disagree with you today maybe you say some real shit tomorrow but today nigga <laughs> no <laughs> you know all right that's enough uh i hope you guys uh enjoyed the walking dead and then this overtime mm-hmm. um no sore ratchetness today i'm just getting the hell out of here okay <laughs> um <laughs> balls deep uh will be friday morning um and uh nerd off will be uh friday afternoon i had mm-hmm. to check with the with the fellas and see what they do um and uh yeah that's it for now um thank you guys so much uh i i was on the dream team uh single simulcast uh you were. so if you guys want to check that out this week and jl said i was the second highest downloaded uh episode of uh making podcasts great again go ahead number two yep number one being the one where he talked to himself as trump and kavanaugh and that was an amazing episode i'm okay (laughs) i'm okay okay being second to that if that i'm second to that fine (laughs) all right guys that's it thank you so much for listening uh we appreciate y'all until next time i love you i love you too